jet hanging out a fitter if you haven't got a car, a bike or a scooter. Show me the bike shop, I've been to Bali too. Dateline, night time, cold, not in Bali. When welcoming Grant McHeron back to sunny Melbourne after his week in Bali here for the Australia Desk for episode 262. How are you, mate? Did you enjoy your week away? Uh, yeah, if I could actually warm up now that I'm back in four to five degrees, yeah. yeah. You, you probably picked the coldest day of the year here in Melbourne to return, but uh, tell me, mate, how was the trip over there and who did you fly with? Well, mate, it was a lot of fun. Uh, went over with Virgin and, mate, on the airplane gigs, we've had a lot of discussions with a number of people about, remember the good old days of flying when people would dress up for the occasion, when it meant something and you got service and you had space and comfort and all that? Well, I've realized that the only way to get that back is to do what we used to do in the old days and pay an absolute boatload more than you do for the guys down the back. You flew if business you, class, didn't you, Grant? Yeah, I flew business class, mate. And let's face it, if you want what we used to have in the old days, acknowledge the reality that in the old days, we paid anywhere from five to 10 times more than we do now for the equivalent flight. So yeah, I stumped up some money. It was a birthday present for Kit to go and do the flight and uh, spend a week over there. So uh, yeah, I killed my savings and we went business class. Okay, so you went business class on Virgin, and of course, earlier in the year, you flew over to uh, Malaysia, I think, with Malaysian Airlines in their business class. So how do they compare? Uh, absolutely no comparison. The Malaysian business class is a lot better. Mind you, it's a bit more expensive, and it's also a very much larger aircraft. Uh, the Virgin Australia Short Haul International is flown in the 737-800. So Melbourne to Denpasar and Bali is quite a bit of a haul for a 737, I guess. It's about five and a half to six hours, depending on winds. A bit further when you're coming from Sydney, there's only uh, two rows of business class seats. They're not lie flat. Of course, it's not really something you can put in the 737 as a lie flat. So they're reclining, they're larger. They don't have a footrest though. So it's quite difficult to get comfortable, especially on the red eye coming back. The seats aren't bad. The food wasn't too bad. Uh, Kit enjoyed the salmon. Me not being able to eat fish, I had to have a salad on the way over. And as if that wasn't bad enough, the salad was actually a pumpkin salad, which is not one of my favorite uh, <coughs> components of the food group. So, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with that. Otherwise, it was all pretty good. The service was good. The beer was good. The staff, of course, were fantastic. Uh, it's one of the things we like about Virgin is they generally got pretty happy and engaged staff and definitely gave them a 12 out of 10. The other thing was uh, this aircraft has the new Virgin Wi-Fi entertainment system. Really cool. You download an app to your um, Android or iThing before you get on the plane or have Silverlight on your laptop and you put it into safe, into flight mode, turn it off, do the takeoff. Once the seatbelt sign is off, you turn on your phone, activate Wi-Fi, run the app, and you're now streaming off their server all the music, all the DVD videos, all that kind of stuff to your device. So that was really sexy. Um, In-seat power in business class, I don't know what they had back in economy, but that was really, really nice. I really enjoyed that. The only problem was in business class, they gave you the uh, Android 10.5 tablet, which is really cool, very nice graphics, but they give you these absolutely Absolutely crappy, I couldn't even buy them at a $2 store, headsets. They were really disappointing headsets. They were cheap headsets with bad impedance, uh, not really good speakers and not really good in the air. So the upshot was with the noise of the aircraft, of the slipstream going around you, you couldn't hear even with the tablet cranked all the way up. So fortunately we had my uh, recording headphones so I put them on for Kit and she was able to watch her movies as we went over. And on the way back we had a couple of extra headsets 
that we'd um, picked up and uh, made sure we had in our carry-on and uh, all went well. We were able to watch movies, listen to music. I was listening to stuff on my phone. I was also using my phone to display the in-flight progress map, which was really cool. So definitely thumbs up for the Wi-Fi, thumbs up for the tablets given to people in business class for use. But uh, yeah, let down sorely by those crappy headsets. Oh dear. Well, Grant, if you'd used those good headsets for yourself, you could have done some editing while you're on your way. Well, yeah, there wasn't a lot of space uh, going over there. There was only four people in business. So, uh, and the best place to be on a 737-800 business class is row two, not row one. You've got a little bit more storage and footroom place. But and that was the one that we took a look at uh, Seat Guru and figured that one out. So yay, got the right seats. And uh, yeah, it was all good. But <clears throat> yeah, not much space to set up the laptop, especially when you're watching movies and eating food and drinking mm. beer and <clears throat> all the other things you do in business class. Oh, sounds wonderful, mate. And of course, uh, you know, you and I will uh, be flying Virgin Airlines again at the end of the week. I don't think we'll be in business class, but we might talk about that again at the end of the segment. Let's move over to their uh, trusty competitors there, Grant, at the Qantas Group and Jetstar. We talked last week about their uh, first 787 rolling off the uh, production line or out of the paint shop. And uh, the headlines uh, come to us this week from AustralianAviation.com.au telling us that uh, Jetstar establishes a 787 base right here in Melbourne, which is good news because uh, I'm assuming they're going to use the former maintenance base, which if it hasn't already been shut down, it's not far from being shut down. So I guess this is good news. Certainly activities for the uh, current fleet are being wound down. So yes, definitely good that the 787 is likely to be maintained and they may even have a simulator in there, I believe. So good news for Melbourne. Uh, Hopefully that means a few of the folks who are facing uh, redundancy and going out into the big bad world will be able to retrain to the new aircraft and uh, stay on force. Yeah, they're saying here that the uh, Qantas Group is going to invest $100 million in this base at Melbourne Airport. uh, And they're saying that uh, first off, uh, Jetstar 787 fleet will be uh, based there and uh, they were also speculating here in this article that uh, Qantas's mainline 787s when they eventually arrive uh, will probably be based out of there as well. It says here Jetstar, <laughs> which I find kind of funny given uh, Qantas's behaviour in this regard in the past, it says here Jetstar will lease a hangar from the Qantas group to undertake line maintenance for the 787. Yeah, like they leased all those uh, A330s I bet. I bet the uh, lease agreement said something like this. It's yours indeed. Uh, Qantas CEO oh, Alan Joyce wow. says, deli- <laughs> Qantas, uh, CEO Alan Joyce says that uh, we are delighted that Melbourne, the home of Jetstar Airways, will also be the Australian home of the 787. Uh, he also points out here that the 787 has a strong connection to Victoria with uh, parts of the aircraft being manufactured at Boeing Aerostructures Australia's facility right here in Port Melbourne, which is very true, Grant. I think it's uh, something like, what, 0.1% of the 787 or something is made oh, in Melbourne? Oh, no, I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, I I think it might even be almost one percent, but um, yeah, well, it's, it's, are, it's good. It's good that some of it's being manufactured here, as long as it's not the batteries. As long as it's not the batteries, I think we'll be fine. Well, speaking of the seven eight seven batteries, I do note that when uh, Jetstar's seven eight sevens are first being uh, put into into service, while eventually they will wind up going on long haul to uh, ooh, Hawaii, Phuket, and places like that, initially they're going to be used on domestic routes. So I predict that's while they uh, get their head around how it operates, making sure everyone's uh, comfortable, and keeping it close to any airport in case they do need to make a landing like one or two of the operators are discovering at the moment still even after the battery issue so look it's any aircraft has its issues when it first comes into service I think the 787 has definitely had more than most others but uh, yeah it's also got a lot of uh, really new technology I'm still waiting for it to prove itself before I may get to jump on one though Well speaking of Boeings that uh, make their way in and out of Australia there's a headline today sent to us by our trusty historian Mr Vanderhoof thanks uh, David Hey David Hey David thanks for putting that on our Twitter 
feed this morning. And uh, it says here that uh, United, who have been operating 747 400s uh, into uh, Sydney and Melbourne for many, many a year, are planning to replace those aircraft with 777s. Do you know those aircraft that Qantas said would never work on that route, but now everyone else operates on that route? It looks yeah, like... Yeah, uh, those are the aircraft that Qantas said way back. And uh, at the time, was probably correct because they were looking at very early models and not where it was going and what they were going to do with it. <laughs> Said the 777 was uh, not suitable for Qantas and would not be an aircraft they'd ever consider. And unfortunately, that uh, change of direction was never allowed to go through and they've missed the boat on the 777 entirely, much to the delight of their competitors. And even now, United, who are finally uh, following the direction set by Emirates, who love using the 777. And uh, when they actually get a a route that's really, really popular, they love using the A380. So uh, good to see United uh, jumping in and using its 777s on the uh, rather long haul across the Pacific. And uh, yeah, I guess that's going to change things. They're not going to have quite as much capacity per flight, but they're certainly going to have a much newer aircraft with much better uh, in-seat entertainment and so on for the poor punters stuck on them. Mm, Absolutely, and that change is planned to take place next year on April the 1st. There you go, mate. There you go, absolutely. Now, Grant, uh, we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago that our friends at Aviation Australia were having their annual careers expo up there at uh, Brisbane Airport or just off the Brisbane Airport grounds at their facility there. And uh, thanks to their uh, great generosity, Grant, they're flying you and me to Brisbane this coming weekend. That's right, mate. We're going to go up and uh, spend a little bit of time in Brisbane. Uh, Saturday's the big day. Uh, We're going to do the live PCDU experience on Saturday site so uh i think that's probably going to be pretty scary for everyone there but uh, once we figure out what that is we'll have a lot of fun doing it okay so uh, as this episode of the airplane geeks goes to air if you're an australian listener and you're in the brisbane area and you'd well you'd like to meet us you can uh, meet us there find out more information at aviationaustraliaero slash expo and uh, as grant said we'll be there doing all the podcasty sort of stuff and doing some interviews and i think even damien rose from our team may even sneak down as well so uh, we would love to see you there it's a great facility that they've got up there if you're a young person in particular looking at uh, a career in the aviation industry particularly in either being a cabin crew or uh, something to do with uh, aviation aviation engineering uh, or being a licensed air crew maintenance uh, engineer then uh, this is the place you should uh, certainly have a look at and let's face it grant it's in brisbane which must be warmer than it is down here in melbourne good lord wouldn't be hard mate wouldn't be hard speaking of warm i'm still missing bali i was just there 24 hours ago oh that's terrible grant well at least you didn't have to use the saber chicken yeah well there's always that i i'm pretty glad i didn't have to unleash the uh, dreaded on everyone we've always got an excuse to pick on rob mark until next week i'm steve visher And I'm the freezing Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.